You think this immigration controversy is purely of the Trump administration? Yes, it is. He, he changed his mind now. He, I was alerted to uh, by uh, uh, Scott. You can Google flashback immigration. Okay, flashback And you can watch as many YouTube videos as you want of former presidents addressing this same problem. Okay. As many videos, Obama, Bush, Clinton, you, you, as many as you want to sit through of how uh, immigration must be controlled. We must do something about this. Okay. Who did Brooke Baldwin came up the other day on this show? Uh, why did Brooke Baldwin come CNN, up? CNN uh, anchor at? She, she, she did something very un CNN like. Uh, she, she somehow complimented or praised. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Was it? Well, she's did it again now. Uh, I was reading that she had as a guest, uh, uh, who's the senator from Wisconsin named Baldwin? I can't remember her name. But uh, the senator from uh, Wisconsin, female senator from Wisconsin, was prattling on about uh, this is all Trump's doing. And, and Brooke Baldwin said, well, the same thing was going on in 2014. Tammy. Tammy Baldwin. Yes. The same. And so I'm paraphrasing what Brooke, Brooke Baldwin said, but she said, well, this happened in 2014. Did you stand up then and do something about it? And this so flustered this Tammy Baldwin, she didn't have an answer. She she had, she had was thrown completely off her chair by that. that well, here she is on CNN. I suppose she was expecting to be treated like Softball fluff questions. Like lefties get treated right. on on CNN, and here this Brooke Baldwin, uh, who's twice now has done this, uh, said, "Well, you know, this was uh, Obama. You can I can show you that you know tinfoil blankets and the whole deal. This this was this is nothing new. This was this has all been happening. Did you stand up then and do anything?" And the woman absolutely had no way to answer it well, because, no, because, of course, Trump she didn't stand up and do anything. <laughs> right. Well, anyway, it's uh, uh, flashback immigration videos, and, and, and as I say, if you want to, you, you could binge watch them, and, and it doesn't make any difference who that which president you're watching. They all said the same thing. Hmm. Where do our sensibilities lie? Where do our sensibilities lie? Where do they lie? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> like a live, you know, intro. Well, I'm I'm not going to call this a visit to the destroyed academy. I'm going to call this where do our sensibilities lie? Okay. And it's my beloved Marquette University. Uh-oh, the uh, uh no, not the Warriors, the Eagles, the Golden, Golden Eagles. Eagles, no. Uh there's a student group at Marquette University that wants to uh to have uh, people stop calling the police, most principally white people, who they call white folks. Ah. Uh. Uh, the group's called Marquette Empowerment. They suggested in a photo shared to social media that white folks, I, I find that term uh, disconcerting. Yeah. Just as I do black folks. I, right. We're not folks. You know, what, what right. are we all we're living people. in we're West people. Virginia here? Let's you know. What if you refer to your parents as your folks? That's okay. Those, now there's yeah. folks. Hey, I mean, folks, how you doing? Folks. 
They suggested, These are my folks. They suggested in a photo shared to social media that white folks have many other options to defuse possible situations before escalating the situation to having to call the police. Oh, man. Marquette Empowerment suggests that these same white folks take matters into their own hands and attempt to resolve any disturbance issues with methods such as third-party mediation and talking it out face-to-face with the person causing the purported disturbance. The flyer, which was shared to the group's Facebook page, was captioned, Hey, white folks, here are some handy steps to follow if you feel the urge. Stop calling the cops. Uh, and it's called Alternatives to Calling Police. Uh Their suggestions include, is this merely an inconvenience to me? Can I put up with this and be okay? Uh, No, I need to respond. Can I handle this on my own? Is this something I could try to talk out with the person? Uh, Is there a friend, a neighbor, or someone who I could call to help me? Uh, Can we use mediation to talk through what's happening? Or is there an emergency response hotline I can call? Uh, If I call the police, do I understand how involving the police could impact me and the other person? The bottom of the flyer refers readers to an organization called Showing Up for Racial Justice DC, the organization that apparently created the flyer. Uh, according to Marquette Empowerment's Facebook page, the Wisconsin-based college group's mission is to engage Marquette students in discussion and social action devoted to combating injustice. Marquette Empowerment strives to maintain an environment in which each individual opinion is valued valued and each voice heard, we advocate for social change to alleviate the current suffering experienced by Marquette students and members of the global community alike, stemming from oppressive institutions associated with intersectional feminism, including, but not limited to, sexism, racism, classism, ableism, homophobia, transphobia, and xenophobia. Uh-huh. Well, they had me until that until that paragraph. They had transphobia, me. is that you're afraid to get on the bus? I don't know. Oh, that's transitphobia. So basically what this is, is uh, if, if white people call the police, uh, that places the white person in a position of power over somebody who's marginalized. That would be the group's idea. But, you know, until the last paragraph with the isms, mm-hmm. it's wise counsel. Do you recall, we never talked about her on the show, but do you recall the woman in Oakland? This has got to be about a month ago now. You probably saw the story who called the police because some black people were having a barbecue in a park. Yes. And she was, I, I can't remember what I she, remember that. Her, what, what was her contention, that, it, that the smoke was uh, harmful or something? There's an example. She didn't need to call the police. So right. the, this Marquette Empowerment Group had me until they went into their typical Mysterian BS. They had me. That's wise counsel. You don't have to call the cops every every as a knee-jerk reaction to everything. Right. And that's what they were saying until they got to the isms and the obvious. Once you get to the isms and the obvious, right? That's pretty much. Then you lost me. But that lady in Oakland, well, what an idiot! Why can't black people have a picnic in a park without some moron right. like her calling the police? Agreed. Agreed. Well, so so again, I called this "Where Do Our Sensibilities Lie?" Not Boy, the failed this, academy. Right. I, I was with him when we got to till we got to the uh, to the isms. We have yeah. So, I mean, I, I, their true colors are shown by that. This is right, the, this but the, is a, the Marquette group. Okay, so there's a helpful picture of a white woman on a telephone here. Ah, she's. <laughs> oh, but where? <laughs> at what point 
if you're at a barbecue and there's some stuff going on or what, okay, uh, hey, can you guys, you know, stop or, or curb the barbecuing or stop whatever? Well, why would you even have to curb the barbecuing? I don't, I'm, I'm trying to th- think of an example that at a park. Well, that was just an example I came up with where clearly uh, the fool uh, did not have to call the police. But then this is what I'm if trying to. She didn't to f- like the barbecue smoke. She should have got her fat butt out of there. But what I'm trying to figure out with this empowering Marquette smoke. group is it, it depends on what time of the day it is. It depends what the. Is there any potential uh, threat? If somebody's smoking dope outside, whether they're Asian, black, or. Purple, I'm not calling the cops. Because uh, well, I, I don't care. But if, some people would call the cops. Well, why? Because they're busybodies, right? Well, you're wait. They're they're waste. Basically, they've shown their true colors here. Marquette empowerment is all about white privilege, and you, we don't want you calling the cops. That's what they're yeah. basically what they're saying. Yeah. But but in many respects, uh, it's uh, it's it's wise counsel to not waste the cops' time on something trivial. Yeah, they should still be at the donut shop. Right? That's right. Having coffee and yeah. donuts. We're tagging on Barry. University of Garage Logic, 98, comes in self-esteem, sick, not a, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. You know, we're live at O'Gara's tomorrow for Back to the 50s. Can't wait. And it reminds me that usually every year in the days leading up to Back to the 50s, mm-hmm. I see dozens and dozens of old cars. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any this year. Uh, I haven't seen the, uh, I, I'm with you. There I was, haven't seen the, the plethora. There was one, because there's the one in Waconia that I always tell you about, Joe, yeah. the, the car shows. I, I've seen a bunch out my way over the course of... Where are they staying at the well, I, Hampton Inn? And no, I don't know if there, are, if there are a lot of guys that are out in the southwest suburbs or if they're coming from all over the place. I have no idea, but I'll, I'll see them occasionally during the week. But usually at this time of year, the, the, yeah. the 57 Chevys are crawling up and down Snelling and Grand Avenue and Summit Avenue and what have you. I haven't seen a one. Well, I'm sure they expect a packed. Oh, it's always packed. I'm right. not suggesting that, that, that it's going to be a poor house. I'm just saying I haven't seen any cars. No, I'm with you on that. Do you know where the archaeologist, uh, uh, an archaeology crew is working? Where? At the, and, at the uh, site of Woodstock. Looking for what? Uh, roach clips? It's a five-day esca- excavation. Uh, what they're trying to find out exactly is where the stage was. It's part of a, they have a museum there for Woodstock and the whole deal, Maxie Asger's farm. Okay. Uh, the overall point of this investigation is to define the stage space, said project director Josh Anderson, kneeling beside a hole that showed evidence of a fence that kept 400,000 fans from the stage area. We can use this as a reference point, Anderson said. People can stand on that and look up at the hill and say, oh, this is where the performers were. Jimi Hendrix stood here and played his guitar at 8.30 in the morning. Well, how could you possibly not be able to find where the stage was just from photographs? You'd be able to triangulate the signal, right? Well, I mean, it was the most photographed event of its time. Couldn't you just get plot the thing out and go exactly right here is where the stage was. Right. Uh, aging baby boomers might branch might blanch at the thought of archaeologists combing over the place that literally lent its name to their generation. 
as if it was a Civil War battle site. But Max Yasger's old farm, about 80 miles north of New York City, is already on the National Register of Historic Places, and the hillside has been preserved since the late 90s by a not-for-profit group that runs an adjacent 60s-themed museum complete with a psychedelic bus. This is a significant history site in American culture, one of the few peaceful events that gets commemorated from the 60s, said Wade Lawrence, director of the museum at Bethel Woods. He said the archaeologist's work will help the museum plan interpretive walking routes or routes in time for the concert's 50th anniversary next year. May I say something untoward? Uh, go ahead. Maybe that was the beginning of the end. I mean, I know Woodstock. I, I, I loved all the groups who were at Woodstock. I went to the Atlanta Pop Festival, which preceded Woodstock. This is right in my wheelhouse, the whole thing, mm-hmm. right? But who are you kidding? Woodstock was a mess. It was a giant mess. <laughs> it it uh, mud. It was run inefficiently. It was run incompetently. Uh, it was it was run in a way that uh, the promoters had absolutely no idea how to accommodate all the people who showed up. The people who showed up were uh, casual to the point of being lethargic. Uh, it was a mess. It was a giant mess. Why did it get so much publicity then? Well, because it was so massive, and it featured such it featured all the prominent acts of the day. When was the? I Atl- think it got its publicity from being from for its for its attendance. It was it became a city. How how earlier was your concert that you went to? Uh, like six months or where, where's Reavers? Right here. Look that up for me. All right. What was it called? Atlanta Sorry, on the phone. Atlanta Pop Festival, nineteen sixty nine. And then look up Woodstock 1969. I know Woodstock followed the Atlanta. Might have been called the Atlanta International Pop Festival. The 1969 Atlanta International Pop Festival was July 4th and July 5th of 1969. Okay. So you missed July with mom and dad. I guess I did. That's when we hitchhiked home from Miami and the guy pointed a gun at us and said, you drive. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. okay. We'll okay. do that. Uh, Woodstock okay. was August 15th through the 18th, okay. 1969. All right. Who's on line one, Reeves? That would be Mike, sir. Mike? Joe, it's bullet hole Mike. You remember me? You had the uh, bullet holes in your car. <laughs> yes, I yep. did. Yep. Uh, I'm just sitting here getting my car ready for tomorrow, and I think the explanation for why you're not seeing them is uh, last year or the year before, or maybe last year, they have a different registering location for all cars coming from the south on the south part of the city. Oh, really? So you don't have you don't have all twelve thousand cars coming through up at Lexington there. So if you're driving here from Iowa, for you'll the sh- register, yeah, huh? you'll register. You could probably pick your registration up down. I don't know if it's in Apple Valley or where they're having it. Oh, really? So in other yeah. words, well, you've explained something for me. The reason I would see a stream of cars in the days preceding the event is because they had to register uh, on my end of town. Correct. They had to pick up their registrations up on Lexington and 694. Oh, for Pete's sake. So every car had to go through there, and it got to be a nightmare all the time. Yeah. All right, thank so that's you. That's why they changed it. Yep. Thank you. All right. He was, uh, parked, huh. he was parked at, uh, at Hamlin University many years ago. When a gang fire broke out uh, at the at the gas station, yep, right? Yep, uh, BP, I think. Yeah, BP. And uh, his car, his car suffered uh, wounds. I, we had him on then, didn't we? Yeah, he came out to the station, showed me the car. And, mm. uh, 
where was I? Oh, Woodstock. Uh, Lawrence said aerial shots taken during the August weekend can't be relied upon to show the exact location of the stage. I wonder why. On-site data helps, though the bottom of the hillside was regraded in the late 90s to accommodate a temporary stage for anniversary performances. The spot of the original stage is under a layer of compacted fill. But archaeologists think they found it. Uh, they found a spot where a chain link fence on the side of the stage area met the wooden piece fence that ran in front of the stage. Now they can match concert photos to a specific spot in the field that could help them estimate where the corners of the stage were 49 years ago. You know what they're finding uh, as they dig? Nothing. (laughs) They're finding aluminum pop tops and trash. They're they're just not finding much at all. I I don't know what they, do they expect to see find footings or something? I don't know. Uh, I know they left the place a mess. But the the event was a mess. It's it's been it's been so glamorized in folklore as a love in and it, it was a mud bath. It was a it was a it wasn't a failure because four hundred thousand people showed up. But in terms of logistics and and hygiene and anything else you want to name, it was an utter failure. But it uh, made for a hell of a movie, didn't it? Pat? Yeah. You're on the air. Oh, okay. Sounds good. Hey, Joe. Yes? Yeah, Joe, Pat here from yeah. uh, owner of Shaleen Gray Auto on Snelling and Marshall. Yes. Yes. Well, anyway, I believe you've had your car repaired over the years, but uh, we bought that about 10 years ago, and it's been there since 1924. Okay. On that, cor- on that corner. And um, about five years ago, we made the decision to it just wasn't a good spot to conduct business anymore because it just, the bike lanes and, you know, the liberal side of the world just imposing their will on on the community. Where did you and, move to? Um, we moved to Lionel Lakes. Really? And Yeah, and we were, quite frankly, a little bit uh, missed about, you know, are our customers going to follow us? And it's been overwhelmingly... Uh, well received the fact that we're not there anymore because we get a lot of people that want to bring their muscle cars and classic cars down to yeah. have work done on them and it's yeah, we can't leave them outside. They cut kind of lift converters off them. They graffiti the yeah. building. They jump on hoods. Pat, it's just, Pat, Pat. And, I got to run, yeah. but it's uh, Shaleen Electric now in Lionel Lakes. Shaleen Electric is now in Lionel Lakes. All right, thank you. That's some great call screen in there, Larry. He's telling everybody. Uh, we're going to be back shortly. Here we are. But now, uh, thanks to our great friends yeah. in Owatonna, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business. And nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale from the Wall Street Journal and your money now. I was waiting for you to tie that into Woodstock somehow. What the hell? No, everybody needs electrical. Okay. Well, he got a hell of a plug Nice, in, didn't nice he? commercial yeah. there, sure. Hey, hey, this is Bruce here, by the way, if you're wondering. Um, hey, down day on Wall Street today, more nice trade. More trade tensions are uh, alerting investors, and the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 191 points. The losses have been accelerating quite a bit in the last hour or so. The Nasdaq Composite now down 61 points. The S&P 500 
is off 17. AT&T unveiled a new video service called Watch TV that aims to use a skinny bundle of channels to recapture cord cutters. The package will offer a small number of TV channels to most subscribers for 15 bucks a month while giving free access to subscribers who have unlimited data phone plans. As always, there will be some new and unusual foods at the State Fair this summer. Some vendors have already announced what they will be serving up. At Lulu's Public House, you'll be able to get pepperoni chips with roasted red pepper queso. Waffle sticks blended with pepperoni and mozzarella will be served at Green Mill. In the grandstand, you will find the Rainbow Cloud Roll. It's rainbow-colored ice cream wrapped in cotton candy. And for the really adventurous, try the zesty peanut butter and jelly sausage at Gas Station Grill. I'm Bruce Vale with your money now on 1500 ESPN. Yeah, I think you got to have the secret knock for that one. <laughs> I think well, so. Peanut butter and jelly sausage? It's peanut butter and jelly inside sausage. Yeah, knock you don't three times on the ceiling if you want me, okay? All right, Brucey there. We'll uh, we'll be talking to him a little bit later on, about an hour. Say, uh, we moved, too, uh, about five years ago. So uh, if you got a moving story. Carsoup.com. Commencing garage, lodging segment number eight. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. It's partly cloudy and 74 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Uh, Twins-Red Sox playing this afternoon. The Twins were hoping for a sweep, but they're losing right now. It's 5 to nothing Red Sox, unless something else just happened. But they're in the eighth inning, 5-zip Boston in the lead. 20th pick in tonight's NBA draft will go to the Timberwolves. Just a matter of seeing whether or not they keep that player, deal him, or pull something else off to shake up the roster. So much mystery. John, just a minute. Yes, sir. Gil? Hey, hey Joe. Get Gil here. This is... Uh, no, hey, hey, hey. Uh, you're talking about people moving today. Uh, why don't you order a truck and uh, get some pizza and some beer? Maybe we can move uh, Mr. Bauer out of the lineup. Over three. Gil? Over three. Gil? Move him out of the lineup like your callers are telling you where you're moving to. Where that guy, where's that electronic place? They sell subwoofers up at Lido Licks? No, it's, it's like generators, alternators, that kind of thing. Yeah, but... alternate. Let's alternate this uh, 23 mil out of the lineup. All for a goose egg. Why don't, you call, the... hey, why don't you call back during sports? I don't have time for you right what now. What time is it? Well, you're there. Start the sports show. Yeah, I'll call you next hour. Oh, I'm sorry, Josh. <laughs> He's Jeez. 0 for three. 0 for three. Apparently, we haven't heard from Jill in a while. Yeah, I should alternate him right out of the lane. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a moving truck and some pizzas. <laughs> now, I, I think I was talking about the NBA draft. I think I have this right. That's uh, tonight on our station. I will need uh, Chris's help on this. Yeah, you're going to cut into the beer show. So the beer from, show will start at its normal time at six o'clock. You can't preempt the beer show. No, 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 no. The beer show must go on. It must yeah. go on. This so must go in. It will be an abbreviated version, and so Manny is going to alert me when uh, we're about to do the first pick. Got it. You know, kind of like start the big draft coverage, and then we will transition. Very smoothly, of course, because the beer show host is a broadcast professional well, right into NBA draft coverage. All right, there. That it is sense. now not 5 nothing anymore, John. It is 7 to nothing. Whoops. Andrew Benatendi just hit a home run off Matt Belisle. Thank God he's back. I, wish I the finally Red- heard Jack Morris say something 
intelligent. Really? Well, I well, love when Jack does I, TV. I kind of do actually like him, too. Well, I, 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 intelligence is the wrong word. Uh, I finally Useful? Heard, no, Useful. I finally heard him say something insightful. Uh-huh. Hmm. This Benatande guy yep. swung so hard last night at a pitch that he fell down. In other words, he was just trying to send it to St. Paul. Can't right. remember who was pitching. Was probably who who started last night. Would have been Lance Lynn. But it was Lynn. Okay. He takes this vicious whack at it, twisted himself up, fell down. He swung so hard, and Morris said he certainly is of the right generation to get away with that. And I thought that was a brilliant insight, a clever line. In yes. other words, sixty years ago, you would have got drilled in the temple yeah. in the next pitch uh-huh. for trying to do that. And right. uh, I thought that was terribly insightful. Hmm. Well, That's my little speech. Bye. They just replayed the home run from Ben Attendee, and kudos to the fan in right center field that attempted to catch the home run ball with his cap. Mm-hmm. His cap now landed on the warning track <laughs> from the upper deck of oh, right well. field. Got no baseball. There's 25 Got bucks no down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like it was fitted, too. Right. Yeah. News notes from today. A former Wisconsin-Madison student from Edina who pleaded guilty in February to three counts of sexual assault, one count of stalking, and one count of strangulation, has been sentenced to three years in prison, followed by eight years of probation. The Associated Press reported Alec Cook's parents had written the Dane County judge in advance of sentencing, asking that their son be given a chance at redemption when he was sentenced. Arnie and Jessica Cook said in a letter to Dane County Circuit Judge Stephen Elkey that they believe their son's accusers. In the letter, the Cooks told the woman that their son was wrong and we are sorry. Cook's parents also asked the judge to impose a sentence that includes treatment. Cook was majoring in real estate and urban land economy before he was expelled from the university in June of 2017. He has spoken little in court during his numerous appearances since October 2016 when he was first charged. He was initially charged in 2016 with 12 counts of varying degrees of sexual assault involving six different women. Prosecutors and police say 11 women have been victims of sexual assault or harassment by Cook. Authorities in Anoka County are investigating after a kinder care employee allegedly dragged and tossed two children at the facility. The sheriff's office turned over its findings to the county prosecutor for review to see if the incident rises to the level of a crime. Newly released Minnesota Department of Human Services investigation determined there was maltreatment at the Kinder Care Learning Center at 1485 Bunker Lane Boulevard in Andover on April 19th involving two kids ages 3 and 4. According to the report, a witness at a business next to the care facility reported to both the facility and law enforcement they saw a staff member yelling at a child. Witness said the staff member then grabbed the child, walked the child to the door, and pushed them against the wall, causing the child to hit the ground. Witness said the staff member dragged another child to the door and dumped them, quote, like a sack of potatoes, causing that child to fall face first on the ground. DHS investigation determined neither child was injured during the uh, incidents, but there was evidence the staff member's actions represented what they called a substantial risk of injury. Who in the hell is throwing batting practice right now? I told you. This is unbelievable. Matt Belisle, when he was brought back, I I said... He shouldn't be pitching at double A. What are you doing? He was DFA'd by Cleveland, who has a horrendous bullpen right now. And these clowns brought him back. And it, this isn't even surprising, He's Joe. just throw him right down the pipe, it, and they it, just keep hitting doubles. You remember the episode of Bugs Bunny with the Gas House Gang? <laughs> no, and they were yeah, just doing sure. the conga line around yeah. the bases? That's what's going on right now at Target Field. Uh, it's 8 to nothing, by the way, and no signs of getting out of it. Yeah, yeah leave him in. What the hell? Is? Remember just when Bugs going. would dress up like a woman with like the mop? <laughs> yeah, the lipstick? yeah. You like that, Ruka? Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Don't Im- we have that line <laughs> in there do. somewhere? 
in immigration <laughs> overall, backed by conservatives, has failed in the House this afternoon as GOP leaders abruptly delayed a vote on a separate compromise measure amid party divisions. While the conservative version was expected to fail, House leaders were hoping the compromise measure, now set for a vote tomorrow, might have a chance. But... The compromise bill is having trouble winning broad Republican support despite fully appropriating $25 billion for President Trump's border wall. Sticking point, the legislation would also provide a pathway to citizenship for nearly 1.8 million so-called dreamers, illegal immigrants brought to the U.S. at a young age. Adding to the legislative disarray, GOP lawmakers remain confused about the precise contents of the compromise bill this afternoon. They've scheduled a conference meeting later in the day as they scramble to try and iron out the problems. Representative Mark Meadows, a Republican from North Carolina, the chair of the House Freedom Caucus, lit into House Speaker Paul Ryan over discrepancies in the compromise bill. Meadows later told reporters the bill was, in his words, not ready for prime time. President Trump is continuing to hail the historic summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un as a win for the United States. But he says the media coverage of the meeting is, in his words, almost treasonous. In an excerpt of an interview with conservative pundit Mike Huckabee that airs Saturday, the president said the two leaders came to a wonderful agreement in Singapore, but that it's a shame the fake news covers it the way they do. He said, honestly, it's really almost treasonous if you want to know the truth. If you listen to the mainstream media, it's almost like I lost the negotiation. Looks like there will be a spinoff of Roseanne after all. Huh? <laughs> I kind of figured that'd be your reaction. Roseanne to without Roseanne. And will John and Rookie watch? No. I, I only watched the first two of the season. I enjoyed them, and then I was done. I it liked was, it. No big deal. I didn't watch it. I wish you wouldn't have sent something so stupid so it was still on. Yeah. Negotiations for a potential... <laughs> Ruined your Wednesday nights? No, yeah, really did it? Have to be in this, a little, that's a yeah. real first world problem. <laughs> it, is. it really is. Damn, I wish I could still watch Roseanne. Yeah. Negotiations for a potential yeah. spinoff... God help you, son. ...are focusing on Darlene, played by Sarah Gilbert. Oh, yeah. They're currently moving forward, bringing the potential new series closer to becoming a reality. When you're watching crap like that, do you uh, play with your wax hand machine? Uh, no, you get a lot of Cheetos. Uh, usually some uh, nice ice cold pop. Yeah, pop. and just There's some pop. And I can't touch the remote because my fingers are all orange. You from got the, the orange fingers from yeah. the Cheetos. A source told People Magazine there are some important progress being made. Uh, there are still issues to hash out. Ash out. Uh, everyone would be in the reboot uh, the way they have it set up right except. now, except <laughs> Roseanne Barr. Now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Sushoyfe. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're inching our way upward. We're up to 75. Should hit a high of 77, 78 this afternoon. Uh, they've had days of rain down in far southern Minnesota and a lot of clouds down there keeping their temperatures cooler. For us here in the metro, mostly cloudy, high thin veil of clouds throughout the night. 64 for the overnight lows, so it's going to stay mild. Tomorrow's high, partly sunny skies and up to 80. So a little bit warmer than what we're getting today. And then 81 on Saturday, 82 on Sunday, partly cloudy skies both days. Should stay dry all the way through Monday. Monday's high 85. Some scattered thunderstorms, though, develop on Tuesday. Pretty good chance for that. 
Um, and then on Wednesday and Thursday, it continues to warm. 87 Wednesday next week, 88 Thursday. And it does look likely that we're going to climb into the 90s Friday through next weekend as we head toward that 4th of July holiday week. A lot of people taking that whole week off since 4th of July ends on a Wednesday. Uh, we're expecting to see the temperatures drop a little bit tonight down to 64. Right now we're at 75, and I have the records for the day, Joe. June 21. 95. 95. In 1910. In 1910. 39. 39. 1992. In 1992. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. A terrible uh, accident last night at a Phillies baseball game. Oh, yeah. A woman named Kathy McVeigh suffered uh, facial injuries. Uh, when she was hit by a flying wiener. Whoa! Mm-hmm. Hey now, the uh, the Philly fanatic has the wiener cannon. Yeah, the, the mascot. Lucky. He was firing uh, firing wieners into the crowd, and she took one right in the right in the snout. <laughs> See. And did she get hurt? Did she uh, oh, have yeah, some facial injuries? Hospital. Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. when I when I saw the story last night, <laughs> I thought we got rid of the wiener cannon because. Of inj- of potential injury, uh, because I, to my knowledge, the Twins don't have a wiener cannon, and I don't know of another base team in baseball that does. She said the wayward wiener, wrapped in duct tape, hit her like a ton of bricks. Oh, as the fanatic fired away. How big was it? The flying hot dog knocked her glasses off and Six sent the woman inches. to the hospital for a scan of her brain to make sure she didn't suffer a concussion. So these aren't wieners you eat. What would be the point? Well, what, what, what's, help me understand this. I'm not eating anything shooting out of cannon. Well, I, I'm not eating anything wrapped in duct tape. What, what is the point of shooting duct tape? Well, it must have it, a sponsorship, like, you know, the uh, Oscar Mayer or something is like that. Is it wrapped in a, 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 you know, a piece of, not foil, but uh, what's the, the, well, the she, plastic? Well, she just said duct Ceramic. tape. I know, but is the duct tape then taping that in place? I don't know. Hmm. She was left bloodied and bruised. Oh, no. After the furry mascot accidentally shot her in the face with a hot dog. Oh, I see the picture of her. Yeah, yeah bam. Took it, took it hard. Right to the mush. And boy, you can't beat your tabloids in England for covering stories like this. Wow. It, the bizarre <laughs> scene unfolded. Did she get hit? Did it hit her uh, vertically? Oh, right here, right smack here. It's like it just uh, went boom. Uh, uh, she, she was sat, not paying attention to a baseball game. Well, how close was the guy, the mascot, to her? If it produced that much velocity and but, caused that much damage, did the did the Philly fanatic mascot say anything, or did it just sit there and go like this? Like the longtime mascot, one of the most famous in North America, thanks to his shenanigans, launches hot dogs towards fans from a cannon on the back of a small utility vehicle. Huh. All right. Okay. McVeigh said she was unable to block the hot dogs that soared towards her head because she has a shoulder injury. She could she's on a DL. She okay. Couldn't raise her, she couldn't raise her arm to block the flying wiener. So here's I know you can't I you can't may not be able to see that far, but so it it's a it's a it looks like um like a cannon almost. A yeah. machine gun but a but a hot dog. And she said it came out of nowhere and it was hard. Yeah. Huh. Afterwards, Sometimes that'll happen. Uh, she suffered a hematoma in one of her eyes. Her face was left swollen and bruised. She told local media that she understands the way she was injured is, is absurd and people might find it funny, but she doesn't mind if people have a laugh. Oh, have a, we were having a laugh. She does not plan to sue. Okay, And good. she will go back to the stadium. But she has a warning 
for her fellow fans. Yeah. Watch out for those flying wieners. Right. You got to be paying attention. Got to be head on a swivel. My sister got clipped with a baseball right to the chops. Foul ball. That's right. The Phillies have apologized. What would you? I'd rather get hit by a flying hot dog though than a hockey puck, or a foul baseball. Yeah, right. You know, she got lucky with yeah, a hockey puck hit with a hot yeah. dog. That's you know what that is. I could nothing. Yeah, that's come on. The Phillies have apologized to her and offered her free tickets for a future game. Hey. The man who dresses as the fanatic, yeah, a flightless bird, is said to feel terrible over the incident. Oh, I'm sure he does. The mascot's profile on the club's website, the uh, the the Sun, the the Sun in the UK. I'm sorry, this is from the Mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixteen pages. Sixteen pages. Don't tell me we're running out of trees for paper. Well, after about page eight, it's. Ads and stuff. And but, comments. Yeah. The mascot's profile on the club's website lists his physical attributes as overweight, clumsy feet, extra long beak, extra long curled up tongue, gawking neck, and slight case of body odor. Yeah, I bet that suit okay, smells. Let, let me ask you something. Mm. Why Why would you want that as your mascot? Well, he's kind of funny. He sticks his tongue no, out of what, his nose. Wouldn't you want your mascot to be daring and... Uh, and uh, Above reproach. Uh, well, and, uh, normally, why do you want a stinky guy with a big with clumsy? Why well, do you want a stinky, fat, overweight guy with bad feet? Entertainment. He's the underdog. He's the underdog. Do they still have the wiener races in Milwaukee? Oh yeah, yes. Those are the soft, yeah, the big. Who gold. was the player that took a bat and just knocked one of them down? Randall Simon. Randall Simon. When he was playing with the Cubs, he just cracked up, didn't he? Wow. He went nuts and he hit the hit one of the sausages with a bat. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I think he was. Officially charged in that uh, particular incident. Well, where he no was, one was hurt. Where he smacked the wiener. Yeah. There, well, it was either a wiener or a sausage. No sausage. Yeah, or you're a bratwurst. Right. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes you can't tell. Hold for uh, for the Boston Club missed a home run by inches. Are you paying attention to the show or the or the Twins game? Yeah, you were talking about. I believe we were tackling such. The difficult uh, topics as the uh, Philly fanatic, so hey, I, I know I don't want to miss a lot got, of that. But you got me there. <laughs> the uh, the wife and I, when we went to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> yeah, about uh, ten years ago or oh, so, yeah, yeah, sure. She insisted that the one thing she wanted her picture with was the Philly fanatic. Really? really? I don't know why. I've just lost so much esteem for her. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know, just I had her built up in my mind to such greatness. But the, now you're telling me she wanted a picture taken with a Philly fanatic. Yeah. What what number is that on your bucket list? Uh, it doesn't get a number. <laughs> How about any mascot? Maybe we'll just open it up. Maybe it goes a little bit you higher. you got to have a favorite one out there. I, I What's really, your favorite mascot? I don't have one. You don't have one. What's the San Diego? Is it the chicken? The chicken. Ted something. We had him on the air when I was on the air with the uh, governor. With the... <laughs> No. Governor Ventura. No, no, no. We had no. him. We had him in studio. Why? <laughs> All right, everybody. We got the, the chicken. chicken. We Ted got the, the chicken. San Diego yes, chicken. Yes, yes, we did. He was coming. Why? To town. Wow. San Jesse Diego. interviewed the San Diego chicken. How does that chicken thing work? Yeah. Does it taste like chicken? I don't know. <laughs> Why? Why would uh, you What is on? his name? Ted. Ted Giannakolis or something. Like yeah, that? Ted Giannakolis. Or... No, I don't know what his name was, but that's... yeah, yeah. Ted Gian. My Giannis. God, I was right. Ted Giannis. How yes. did I know that? I don't know. I take back everything I said about Mrs. Reavers. I must have secret, I, ident- secret uh, 
mascot knowledge in my brain. I think that's your favorite mascot. I think we I think just it was the flying chicken. Yep. Whatever. I can get you to meet him. I know him. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Suchere. I don't like it now that on televised baseball games, there's a box uh, around the plate. Uh, so a that, frame? A frame, so that the viewer can then uh, see if it's a ball or a strike. Just leave me alone. I can figure that out on my own. I don't need the box there. Plus, it uh, then gives all the fans another reason to be mad at baseball. Right. That should have been a strike. Yeah. Just leave me alone. Don't You're doing me too many favors. But it does show you how bad some home plate umpires are. Yep. But you're uh, telling me that uh, down nine zip, um, they're not coming back. I don't like their chances today. I had some uh, family members in attendance at the game today, and they have, um, I said, are you still there? And they already said, we're already dropping the kid we went with off. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they left a little bit earlier. Than- well, uh, 1500 ESPN is. Let's do it. KSTP, St. Paul, Minneapolis. Uh, if that Gill guy calls back, try to keep him off the air, even during sports, okay? okay. 75, Brock. Yeah, all right. It's the Rook here for